Hello everyone, how are you doing today? My name's Charlie. You might know me better as sci-fi fantasy writer C.E. Dorset, especially if you're reading my new book, Crucify My Love, or my sort of new book, The Chain, which I'm currently putting revised chapters up on Wattpad for your reading enjoyment. Today is Friday, and Friday is my day, and I can kind of just kind of freewheel and talk about whatever I want, you know, like I do every day on the show, but without some of the restrictions that I put on myself. And today I would like to talk about the difference between making a living and making a life because, well, I've spent most of the day thinking about this and I thought it would be worth sharing. But before we go into all that, if you haven't already, please rate and like and review this podcast in whatever app you're listening to me on. It really does help. It tells the algorithms to share me with more people. And the more people who subscribe to the podcast, the better chance we have of building a community. And community is, after all, what this is all about for me. Especially given the topic of today's discussion. Thank you very much to everybody who has rated and reviewed the podcast. So before I get started, I feel like I really need to like set the tone by saying this is not a feel sorry for me episode. This is not a, you know, please join the Patreon episode or anything like that. It's just something that I've been thinking about a lot lately, because when you do creative things and earn money off of them, you, you start making questions and having questions about whether what you're doing is there to make you a living or is it there to make you a life? And what I mean by that is, you know, I know writers that just pump out books as fast as they can, because if they get enough books on, um, Kindle unlimited, they can make a decent living, but it's a beast that needs to constantly be fed. They have to constantly be putting more books and more books and more books and more books into it. And that's something that not to judge people who do that, but that's something that I would not find creatively fulfilling. Now, if my mind were giving me that many ideas and my energy levels and ability allowed me to just pump out books like crazy, I would definitely do it because I love to write stories and the more stories I can get through the just yay. But the idea of forcing myself to get through a whole bunch of stories really, really quickly for the sake of getting through a whole bunch of stories really, really quickly, that's just not something that I am keen on. That's not something that I want to do. And the same is true with podcasting. And we've talked about this before, about various things that I am advised from time to time that I could do to make the podcast a much bigger thing. And there are days like today where, you know, the day started off, 
you know, talking about, you know, constricted money flow and what have you. And, you know, I'm looking through my analytics and going, wow, people really do listen more when I talk about Star Trek. Maybe I should just do more Star Trek episodes. Maybe I should just start a dedicated Star Trek podcast. And while I may actually do that one, just because that actually does sound kind of fun. If I'm doing it for the sake of making money or garnering a huge audience or something, that's the wrong reason to get involved in a creative endeavor. You really need to do it because you love it. Because a lot of, well, there are a lot of things that you can do to help get people to find your work and what have you. Monstrous success is a product of luck, chance. You know, I, I like the term ruby dust. That's um, Sol Stein's term for it. And the first time I read that, it just really resonated with me that at some point in the middle of the night, the elves come in and they sprinkle their ruby dust on you. And that's when a book or a project becomes a runaway success. And that's not something that you can control for. And it's one of those things that I see a lot of my fellow writers and podcasters and creative friends struggling with because we want to make money doing this. But at the same time, we have to find a way to be creatively fulfilled from doing it. And for people like me, and I can only speak for myself here, this is a really hard thing to figure out how much of what I do is about making a living and how much of it is about making a life. Because honestly, I can't imagine not writing. The few years that I had when I was in my deepest depression and I could not write a story for anything were some of the darkest that I've ever experienced, not just because of the depression, but because I wasn't able to have that creative outlet that I didn't have that connection with those creative things inside me that make me feel give me a sense of fulfillment that make me feel like I'm doing what I should be doing that what I love doing that really make me come alive and it's that combination of you know ha having depression and not being able to have those moments of creative fulfillment that really I think drove me into some of the darkest places that I've ever been. But it's not an easy choice for a lot of us. And it's not always a choice. It's like what I said about possibly doing a Star Trek podcast, a dedicated Star Trek podcast. I kind of like the idea of doing it. And there is a chance at some point in the future I will do it. Just because Star Trek is something that I love talking about. And if I did do it, it would be a weekly show. It wouldn't be a daily show like this. And I would really dig in deep on some of the topics on Star Trek that I really love discussing. But I've done a lot of podcasts. And I know how much work and energy and time it takes to make a podcast work. And so I know that that's not something that I can enter into lightly or with any kind of blurred vision about what I would end up getting out of it in the end. 
because, well, I know the work that it takes and I know the passion that I require to having in a project that I'm working on so that I can endure all of the other things that have to be done that are not the fun part of podcasting. And in some ways, that's a luxury for me in that we do own a restaurant and that is where our primary income comes from, even though we live in an area where the economy is still fairly depressed. And so, you know, making ends meet is still not easy because we think about our employees before ourselves. And that also makes things hard because we're not cruel, heartless capitalists about it. There are things that we could do to you know, make our lives easier that would make other life, other people's lives really, really hard. And we don't do those things. And that's where this idea of making a living and making a life really matter. Because I love talking to you all. And I know roughly how many of you are out there listening, maybe. Anchor gives me analytics and shows me numbers of how many people they think are subscribers and how many times they think an episode has been listened to. And most of those numbers are fairy dust in and of themselves because, you know, the way the internet works, you don't just get a really nice download number. Um, it just doesn't work that way. So, you know, they have to apply their own math to it and that math changed dramatically when we went when they were bought out by Spotify. So the audience that I thought I had got divided by 10 and the numbers that they're reporting now is basically I have a 10th of the audience I thought I had back when, before they were bought by Spotify. And that may or may not be more accurate. I don't know. I don't fixate on those numbers because I know some of the math that goes into determining them, but it, I do look at them to see whether or not I'm growing or not, whether or not the podcast is growing or not. And we're not, we're not in bad shape, but you know, when you wake up and your first conversation is about how we're going to pay for this, that, or the other thing, you start thinking about money and how you're going to make that money. And I feel that that is a, such a common experience out there that all of us have had at one point or another. And if it wasn't for the fact that I was so dedicated to the ethos of keeping podcasting weird, I might actually try to make this into some kind of a money-making enterprise and not something that's fun. And I have to ask, what's the point of doing all of this if it's not fun. I mean, I really have to ask that because that is the problem with these creative endeavors, especially with podcasting and what have you. You know, I dream of the day that somebody, be it Spotify or Apple, probably one of them, I keep thinking that it will be Apple because it makes sense because they already have Beats 1 and they just open up the Beats 1 platform for more people to DJ on. That would be awesome. <laughs> like, let us do that. Why don't you let us do that? Because I would love to do a music thing. And you notice that every now and then I try to do episodes on this channel that are about music. And it breaks my heart that I can't play it. 
But that's again something that I would do for fun. Now if they're smart, they'd find ways to monetize it and make it their own little private YouTube kind of thing where we could earn money off of it. And that would also encourage more professionalism and people to really take it seriously and make it into a thing. And they could have a whole bunch of shows. But see how money keeps coming into it? You know, I hate to be the old hippie in the room because I always feel like the old hippie in the room, no matter what I'm doing, no matter who I'm talking to. Because I don't want everything in my life. I don't want every decision I make in my life to be about money. And I feel like in the creative fields, we're getting to the place where a lot of it is about currency, whether it's how many followers you have on various social networks, how many page reads you're getting here, there, yonder, how many votes here, how many dollars there, how many books have you sold? And not about the process, not about the craft. And I know I sound like I'm whining a little bit, and maybe I am. But if we're going to really be trying to do something that's amazing, if we're really going to be trying to do something that's fun and original and different, we can't always be worried about the bottom line. I think that's one of the things that keeps destroying our creators. And yeah, it needs to be easier for those of us who are doing creative work to make a living doing it. And that would be wonderful if it was easier, if there was a simpler way for us to extract earnings from our creative endeavors. But until that day comes, we have to watch ourselves for burnout. We have to watch ourselves for not to sacrifice our voice, not to sacrifice our reputation for the quick buck, for the quick fix, for the audience that we don't want. Because that's the wonderful thing about the audience that I do have, both for my books and for the podcast. It may not be huge, it may not be titanic, but I like the people that follow me. I like the people that talk to me. I like the people that I interact with who tell me that they either listen to the show or read my books. I, I, I am doing what I want to do and attracting the people that I want to have around me. And that's such a rare thing. Jing says hi. That's such a rare thing in this life and in this world to be able to do that in any way, shape, or form. You know, to use the example that my husband and I are always using, if we wanted to make a quick buck, we would just open a McDonald's, but we own a restaurant. We make food, experiential food, food that is amazing and that you love to taste, and beverages that are just mouth-watering, that you dream about sometimes. We had some meatballs at the restaurant a couple years ago that I still have dreams about. They were so good. But that's the goal. Yes, we want to be able to pay our bills. And yes, we're adults and we do find ways to pay our bills. But we also have to find ways to feed that creativity because that's what we're known for. That's the reputation we want to have. And reputation is the one kind of currency that we don't talk about anymore. It's a word that kind of went away 
when we got followers and subscribers and Patreon patrons and all of those things, we don't talk about our reputation anymore. I'm a weird writer who writes weird stories, and I'm perfectly fine with being known as that. I don't have the desire to be that famous writer or that powerful writer or that literate writer. I want to be known as that quirky, weird, fun one who just does things, and some people like them. (laughs) And I encourage you in whatever endeavors that you're doing to try to find a way to do that. Find your voice. That's the first and most important thing that we have to do as creative people, is find our voice. What is distinctly ours? And once you have that, yeah, sure, you polish the fiction. There are times when I will cut a chapter out of a book that I really like because I know it slows the pacing down too much and most people won't enjoy it. But that's also why I have a Patreon, because over there, I can give that chapter to people over there and still share it. And it doesn't hurt the book. It makes the book better. And those are business decisions a lot of times. Will people really like this character? Will people really like this story? Well, will I? Do I? But so much of this process is about finding our unique voice. You know, I could make a lot more money if I wrote erotica. I used to do that back when I wrote for a lot of zines and whatnot. But that's not my voice. I was just writing things because people asked me to. And that's not what I want to do now. And that's no no shade on people who do want to do that. More power to you. There are times when I kind of wish that I wanted to do that. But once you find your voice, you then find your niche and you find a way to grow and develop within it. Success in any of these endeavors, whatever they may be, whatever our creative endeavors are, needs to be something that we define very carefully so that we don't hurt our futures. And when you get those weird ideas, and they'll pop up, no matter how careful you are about this. I mean, trust me, I'm one of the most anarchistic hippies that you'll ever meet in so many ways. But even I have moments of just sheer capitalism where I want to sit down and, oh, if I did this, this, and this, I bet I could make this much money. But the thing is, one, I wouldn't enjoy the process. Two, it would be a problem because if it did become successful, then that's the audience I would need to cater to to continue to have that level of success. And that's not the audience that I want to have. And that's really what I'm wanting to get across. This is the problem that I think Star Trek has, is it wants Star Wars fans And so it keeps trying to have Star Wars fans. But it's not Star Wars. It's Star Trek. It's a different thing. And since it's a different thing, it needs to cater to the niche that it's in, that it grew in, that it developed in. And stop having envy for these other things. But see, the people who are in charge, the capitalists in charge don't care if it's the best Star Trek it can be. They look at these Star Wars movies making billions of dollars, 
And so they're letting Quentin Tarantino make a Star Trek film right now that he says should be R-rated. I've already decided that this may be the first time I don't see a Star Trek film in the theater. And depending on how it turns out, I might not watch it at all. And it's not because I don't think that Star Trek couldn't be R-rated, that it has to stay family entertainment. But I know the kinds of movies that Quentin Tarantino makes, and Star Trek movies are not the kinds of movies he makes. But they want the money. They don't care about the property. And that's something we need to guard ourselves on. We need to make a life as well as a living. A life that we're proud of. Because in the end, our regrets are going to be about the things that we're ashamed of and that we wish we had done differently. So try to think ahead and keep yourself from doing those things that you'll regret later. Anyway, that was a weird episode, but it's something that I've been thinking about all day and I figured that I would share mainly because I looked on Twitter and a lot of you are talking about these kinds of things too. So it's something in the air today. I hope this helped. If it did, and you haven't already, please do rate this episode or podcast in the app that you're listening to me in. It really does help out a lot. If you've got a buck or two or more that you can throw my way, in the show notes you'll see a link to both the community support page and my Patreon. The difference between the two is the people on Patreon occasionally get stuff. So if you, you know... If you want to get ebook copies of ebooks and stuff, that's over on Patreon. Um, yeah. But other than that, it really does help out a lot. It, re- it really does. If you don't have any money or you don't feel like giving right now, that's fine. Don't worry about it. We'll be fine. But if you know anybody you think would like this podcast, please do share it with them. That helps out immensely as well. You can hit me up on Instagram and Twitter. I'm C. Dorset. Don't forget, you can leave me a voice message with your question, comment, or topic you'd like to hear discussed on the show. And let me know if you'd like to see that Star Trek podcast. Because it has been noodling around in the back of my mind for a while, and it's something I think I might have fun with. Though it's yet another thing to put on my plate. So I don't know. But I'm thinking about it. Let me know what you all think about any of these ideas. And until next time, don't forget. Have the fun.